You're listening to the McKinsey Podcast, featuring wide-ranging conversations on the issues that matter in business and management. Welcome to this episode of the McKinsey Podcast. I'm Luke Collins, an editor with McKinsey Publishing. Today I'm speaking with James Kaplan, a partner in our New York office, about uh, business technology and more specifically, the skills required to be a business technologist. Last year, James was the author of one of our most popular articles of 2015 on McKinsey.com, 10 Books to Make You a Better Business Technologist. Good morning, James. Welcome to the McKinsey Podcast. Well, good morning. Glad to be here. So let's talk about not just the article, but what inspired you to write it. Last year, I, um, I wrote a book, um, uh, Beyond Cybersecurity, Protecting Your Digital Business. And that was an extraordinarily um, rewarding, but also in a, an extraordinarily exhausting process. I, uh, um, I sometimes point out to uh, people that it, uh, it consumed my Sunday mornings from uh, 9 a.m. to, excuse me, from 5 a.m. to uh, 9 a.m. for about six months. But given how much I put into it, I, I really started to think about what I wanted others to get out of it, which uh, in turn caused me to think a little bit about the um, uh, books I had read over the years, which um, impacted how I think about business technology, and which um, I like to think made me a, a better business technologist. That's an interesting term then. So tell me exactly how you define a business technologist. I try to define it relatively simply, which is it's a, uh, an executive or a manager who's responsible for uh, making sure um, an enterprise uh, gets the most value uh, from its investments in uh, business technology. So it includes not only the CIO and all of the CIO's uh, reports who may be working on issues of uh, technology strategy or in technology delivery, but uh, many people in, uh, in business units or, or business functions who are charged with um, thinking about what technology investments will create the, uh, the most business value. So it's obviously not something you're going to find necessarily on someone's business card. I'm a business technologist, but it's a, it's a skill set that in, infuses a whole bunch of different roles within the organization. Well, I, I, I think you find all sorts of things on, on, uh, on uh, business cards these days, so I won't, uh, uh, I won't uh, uh, comment determinatively on whether it shows up uh, in, someone's, uh, in someone's title or not. But yeah, it, it, uh, it very much um, embraces a range of disciplines, uh, you know, operational disciplines, engineering disciplines, IT architecture disciplines, uh, business strategy disciplines, um, you know, management uh, and um, and uh, and talent uh, talent development disciplines, and I I think that's one of the interesting ways um, that um, the role is or uh, is evolving in recent years, and we spent a lot of time uh, talking with senior executives inside and outside of. Uh, technology functions about what type of people uh, they need uh, to help their companies uh, get the most uh, from business technology investments. And you know, again and again, we hear while technically you know, the traditional uh, skills of technical and operational sophistication uh, continue uh, to be important. Uh, equally so, um, skills of you know, understanding business related to understanding business strategy, communicating effectively, uh, being able to perform uh, econ- economic analysis, being able to drive innovation, are um, important are uh, increasingly important as well. 
And I'm guessing then, uh, you talk about that evolution, that that would necessarily mean that some skill gaps have emerged because I'm guessing that initially people might have been very strong technically, uh, but now obviously they're requiring to have a whole bunch of skills that previously they didn't, which gets a little bit to, the, to, to some of the books you recommended in your, uh, in your article. Yeah, I mean, we're very much seeing that skill gap um, as a, uh, a pressing problem at, at many companies. And a number of senior executives have uh, told us that they're worried that, you know, traditional IT talent management models make it harder to develop the types of senior business technologists they require. And many, many CIOs, many CTOs have told us, you know, we hire storage guys and then we promote them uh, for being more and more sophisticated storage experts. We hire application developers and we promote them for, um, you know, according to their technical skill and application development. But that does not facilitate or foster the type of integrative cross-cutting business technology problem solving that's required to address the most sophisticated challenges around applying new types of technologies, about addressing new types of uh, business problems, about creating delivery models, um, to uh, uh, creating innovative delivery models uh, to, um, uh, to capture opportunities as they rise in the marketplace. One of the things that a lot of people noted with your article was the fact that you had these 10 books about how to become a better, a better business technologist, and yet many of them at least on the surface, had very little to do with business technology. There were books on, you know, war strategy. There were books on uh, early days of coding. There were a whole bunch of different topics that were covered. What was the sort of uh, the, the common thread between all of them in terms of uh, ways in which they would deliver some kind of insight to allow people to become better at what they do day to day? I would think of them more as a uh, supporting a complementary set of ideas rather than following a single thread. For example, uh, more than a few folks have read the article and said, hey, James, what does World War II have to do with being a a better business technologist? Let me talk about just a a couple of the books on the list. Um, One of my very favorites is, uh, you know, Military Power Explaining Victory and Defeat in uh, in Modern Battle, which um, talks well more than World War II, talks about the First World War and the Second World War and and the Gulf War, uh, but it's a fairly intellectually rigorous analysis of why um, some armies win battles and others lose, even in in circumstances where um, the winning army may have uh, less in the way of of resources. And the the author, Stephen Biddle, I think very credibly points out that more sophisticated technology uh, is not necessarily the determinant of success, which is to say uh, in um, in uh, um, France in 1940, the French Army's tanks were, you know, probably as good as the Wehrmacht's tanks and perhaps even better. And their planes were uh, perhaps, uh, you know, were, uh, were roughly comparable. However, um, he points out that the Germans adopted something called the modern system, which was an interconnecting set of practices for applying uh, technologies like tanks and radio and airplanes that made uh, made them very successful in uh, 
in that battle in which the Allies uh, and the Americans later adopted and uh, allowed them to be successful in in uh, in in subsequent battles. And I think there's a very relevant metaphor for how we think about technology strategy. The determinant of success is not the adoption of a single technology. It's about the interconnected use of a set of practices for applying those technologies. And that's very consistent, for example, in some of the research we've done into uh, into cloud computing. There's no single technology uh, that um, separates companies that have made more versus less pro- uh, progress. It's about the companies that can adopt a relevant set of uh, set of practices. It strikes me that you might find this in a lot of organizations, uh, that this belief that in least in technological terms, there's some kind of silver bullet. If we just had the latest and greatest technology, if we just, you know, invest in product X or service Y, um, we're going to we're going to we're going to crack this problem. But it strikes me that it's much more a question of process, as you say, of governance, of actually implementing things correctly, uh, which is what some of these books get to. That uh, that's exactly correct. There is no so there is no single silver bullet. It's about being able to identify technologies, understand their implications, combine them in an effective way, and make intelligent decisions in employing them, and create a set of operational processes and um, organizational structures to surround them, which is a much harder thing than uh, simply investing in one technology versus another. When I look at the list, uh, and it, it strikes me, you know, rereading it again, that uh, there's a couple of approaches here. One is, I guess we can assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, that business technologists today have technically have a pretty a good grounding, a good foundation. So what is separating the usefulness and the, the utility of a business technologist in a corporate environment is these additional skills, the ability to think strategically, the ability to differentiate between the right decision and the wrong decision, which sounds kind of simple, but is, I guess, in real life somewhat elusive. Well, I mean, all management is, is making making the distinction between the right decisions and the wrong decisions. So, you know, at, at, uh, at that conceptual level, it is very simple, but um, uh, in, in, in practicality, it's, a, it's a extraordinarily hard, or else you wouldn't need a, uh, an IT management team or any other type of management team uh, for that matter. I'd, I'd um, put it in two ways. Yes, or two or three ways. Yes, we need technologists who understand more in the way of the economic analysis and business strategy. I would also suggest we need technologists who are more integrative problem solvers, which is to say we need technologists who can solve problems across multiple technology domains and across business and technology domains. Increasingly, just to use a a technical issue, um, the question isn't how to um, how to configure a storage environment, but it's how to configure a storage environment and a network environment and a server environment and an application environment in a coherent way in order to support performance at massive scale, which is a very different thing than just being 
you know, requiring a storage specialist and a network specialist and what have you. The third thing I would say is companies may need to think about what technical expertise is a little bit differently going forward than they have in the past, which is to say technical expertise has often been thought of around more and more knowledge about a particular technology, whether it's storage or network or something else, or a particular database, a particular application domain. However, there's so much innovation going on right now, whether it's because of social media or mobility or big data or cybersecurity or what have you, there's no way for any organization to know enough about all the relevant technical domains. So therefore, having people who can do truly first principles problem solving around technology issues becomes incredibly important. I'd like to sort of segue into what you're seeing in real life in terms of what companies are looking for. Um, and, and maybe is there any sort of skill set that seems to be one that is particularly elusive uh, for companies and what they're sort of clamoring for? I'd say the way I would say it is many companies I know of are struggling with many different types of skill sets. I'd say there's a broad-based shortage of the talent required. I think there aren't enough strategists who can drive the business side of the business technologist equation. There aren't enough integrative problem solvers um, who can span the business and technology domains or span multiple technology domains. There aren't enough sophisticated operators who can figure out how to scale business technology delivery models effectively. And in certain places, in pockets, there are uh, a number of technical domains, which are um, you know, where the supply has not caught up to the demand. I think we, we tend to know what those are. Obviously, it's analytics and, and uh, cybersecurity and DevOps and cloud architecture and so forth. And how are companies then seeking to address this? I mean, obviously, you can, you can undertake self-education by reading books such as the ones you've recommended. You can, everyone seeks to, to continually learn. But how are organizations trying to address the shortage? I think they're very much in the early days of, uh, of uh, doing this. And I, I think you see a lot of fits and starts. I, I think there's a, a few things that are going on. One of the most interesting is that enterprise technology organizations, banks, insurance companies, healthcare companies, are starting to recruit uh, from the high tech industry, uh, which is something you did not see a lot of uh, five, you know, 10 or even five years ago. And they're finding more innovate, you know, they're finding uh, finding executives and managers who are um, have a broader set of skills, who have more ability to span business and technology uh, domains, who are uh, have been um, more um, experienced in first principles or uh, integrative problem solving uh, than in uh, at least in some uh, traditional I- IT shops. Uh, you also uh, see some degree of creativity in staffing and career development and, you know, more willingness, I think, to 
have managers switch between different parts of an IT organization as they progress. In some cases, you see um, people recruiting uh, managers from the business into uh, selected roles in uh, in technology organizations in order to get some degree of fermenta- uh, excuse me, fermentation and cross-pollination there. I don't think there's been anywhere near enough innovation in the world of training. I think for many IT organizations, uh, training too much focuses on technical discipline, you know, the next tier of configuration associated with this type of switch or router or so forth, or the next programming language, rather than intentionally fostering uh, um, you know, first principles, technology problem solving, or you know, cross-domain integrative technology problem solving. And for you, I mean, obviously you have a broad uh, uh, reading appetite, but I'm curious, if, you know, you are working with companies all the time who are dealing with these problems. You obviously need to be on top of where things are and where things are headed. What, is, what, what, what exactly do you, information sources, do you rely on and do you yeah. recommend? You know, the most important information source for me, although I put a list of books people, uh, put together a, books, a list of books people should read, is, is talking to people. And um, you know the opportunity to talk to talk to vendors, uh, talk to frontline managers, um, uh, talk to uh, talk, talk to academics, either in my conversations with clients or in uh, various industry and function events, is invaluable and is sort of uh, the basis uh, uh, for a, a lot of a lot of my thinking, a lot of what I know. Uh, one thing I, I would add is. Um, you know, one of the nice things about IT is quite how much uh, of a community there is in certain areas or, or certain sectors. And you see people in cybersecurity or people in analytics or people in infrastructure getting together uh, to share experiences in various roundtables, conferences, forums. And that's a to me, is an extraordinarily important part of, um, you know, of, uh, of organizational development. Great. Thank you, James. Um, before we close, anything else that you think is important for listeners to understand when it comes to this topic? The only thing I would add is none of these books did I um, read with the intention of being a better uh, business technologist. Um, yeah, they were driven by um, curiosity and happenstance, occasionally by recommendation uh, uh, from uh, from other people. So the um, the only other thought is, about the value of serendipity, and uh, and um, you know, as your your curiosity leads you to read or investigate or examine uh, certain things, t- the uh, taking a moment to a step to take a step back and think, okay, um, how what how does this apply to some of the uh, uh, problems I'm thinking through at work, even though it's you know it's at at, at first glance something related to an entirely different area. Uh, can be an extremely, uh, at least for me, uh, valuable and rewarding exercise. Absolutely. Uh, so for all of you listening, if you want to hit a good head start, 10 books to make you a better business technologist, it's available on mckinsey.com, uh, where you can find all of our latest thinking on this issue and more. Thank you so much for your time, James. You really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to the McKinsey Podcast. To learn more about McKinsey, our people and our latest thinking, Visit us at mckinsey.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.